It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Welcome to another sparkling edition of Plank of the Week, the fastest growing television show uh, in the history of talk radio. It's the only uh, growing television show in the history of talk radio, of course. I'm delighted to welcome back into the studios because now we can have real people in real situations. Alex Phillips, former Brexit Party MEP, and Kevin O'Sullivan, and my colleague on talk radio, of course, former colleague from the Daily Mirror. Uh, we now do a podcast as well together called The Thought Police. Uh, so welcome to both of you. Um, it's been quite a week for, uh, for plankish behaviour. But just before we get to it, uh, let me tell everybody to subscribe to the YouTube channel here at Talk Radio and you'll get all sorts of other great videos that we've put out uh, from time to time throughout the course of every single day. So, Kevin, uh, who's your first plank of the week? Well, I'm very dismayed to nominate uh, Mr Boris Johnson. Are you? The uh, allegedly Conservative MP who's acting like some kind of crazy nanny state idiot. Right. Uh, who was forcing us now, or was telling us all now, to lose five pounds to protect the NHS <laughs> and to uh, go cycling uh, and uh, not to eat junk food. And this is none of his business. Right. Uh, I don't want a Conservative Prime Minister to behave like this. You vote Tory uh, for the administration not to interfere in your private life. And he seems to have lost track about everything that a Tory government should be. I think the coronavirus crisis has got him hooked on nanny state diktats, rules and regulations. And he's getting to like telling us what to do. Uh, For me, uh, the hero of the week so far is the artist David Hockney, who gave the Prime Minister a lesson in the art of freedom, freedom of choice. If you want to smoke, if you want to drink, and if you want to eat unhealthy food, you are free to do so in a free society, which we still vaguely are. So Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, is the nanny state plank of the week for me. Well, you'll make a lot of fans on the left side of the uh, the audience because they're always going on and on about how we never nominate anybody for the Tory party. So, so tell us, Alex, I mean, are you going to go along with this or no. I mean I think he's got a point to be honest I mean we do have a very bizarre Tory party at the moment. Can I just say do you know normally I'm with the right wing cohort all the way on everything but there are two areas where I found that I'm just not I'm not with my crew one is the dying on a hill for a mask I don't yeah. like masks right. I really don't like masks. Do you I've wear had, one when you have to? I have to I've got a little leopard yeah. print one so right. I just make it work right. you know I've sort of 
fashionized it. But, um, <laughs> but it's starting to smell like halitosis now. <laughs> that, that rag needs a wash. But, um, but do you know what? I have to do it. I've had COVID. I've got to do it. If it gets people out of their house, I, do you know, I'm just not that bothered about it. No. Yeah, I mean, I had to go to a shop for the first time yesterday since the Friday mask day was brought in. And I put one on and it was fine. You know, I was it's in there the for 20 the world, minutes. It? It's really not the end of the world. I picked up some wine at Waitrose and a few bits and pieces. Did you manage to drink it through the mask? Uh, I did didn't. You cut yeah, a no, hole? no, I didn't. I Your waited until I got home. Drinking. I was alarmed at how quickly I managed to drink it, though. I wanted to go back and get some more soon. But, you know... Um, it's really not that much of an imposition. No, and so talking about prohibition drinking, you know, Kevin's absolutely right. We are now going to enter this stage of looking at the government, analysing our well-being and health in general. But on this, strangely, for the man who works for the Mirror, trashing Boris, I'm going to defend him. And normally I like trashing Boris, but nanny state is just one of those terms that people use to, you know, when, when, when there's a new raft of legislation people don't like. It probably happened over seatbelts. People are, why do we have to wear a seatbelt when we drive? This is ridiculous. Now people understand entirely that that's sensible. We know tobacco kills. The biggest killer in the Western world, and it's not actually just the Western world, but the developing world as well, is obesity. The obesity pandemic as it is is enormous and i keep having these people say to me yeah but there are people living longer than ever before and you know is the obesity crisis killing us because they lived in an era before takeaways before uber eats before fast food before highly processed food before super size me cinema portions of popcorn and fizzy drinks and sugar is a drug People don't yeah, realise sugar's Christ, a drug. You should be able to understand that. And no, you should be no, able yeah, to okay, uh, so I agree. consume these whatever you want to eat. These are not illegal. I'm not saying they should be. So but why, you why should. Would, should we be banned? Not it's banned. not the government's job okay, to so ban not us banned. from all this. And I don't think, you can't ban sugar. That's insane. It's a naturally occurring, uh, occurring product. But I but actually do think that... he wants to ban adverts with sugar in them. I mean, I don't think the approach is right. right. I don't think the approach is right because I think what it does is focus and penalises the consumer and not the arbiters of the problem, which is yeah. big food. Right. And the really sort of unhealthy food chain, to, to use a pun, between government and big food is wrong. You've got directors of some of the biggest manufacturers sitting on the boards and bodies of the medical advisory groups who come up with the dietary programmes for the nation's health. It's not right. There, there are huge conflicts of interest. Sugar is a drug. And I think that what needs to happen is more people need to be educated entirely on how that affects their metabolism and how that's affecting their health. It's very clear from all the empirical evidence that we're getting fatter and we're getting unhealthier. And yes, we do need to do something. But I think the onus is on the industries and the government should be putting the onus on them and not using their cosy connections and instead coming up with taxes and pen penalising well, the consumer. Well, the two billion quid he wants to give to the cycling community well, uh, this of is my Boris money. trying to remake the country yeah. in his own image. And frankly, bobbing around on one of his little bikes didn't do much for his waistline, did it? He's well, it not a walking advertiser. Well, he did nothing. Well, exactly the right. of I mean, cycling. I prefer there was a comedian who I've forgotten who it was who actually said it, but who said the most um, useful thing, I think, about all the sorts of food that you shouldn't be eating, the chocolate aisle in the supermarket. He said, why don't you just make it really, really thin so that only thin people can get down there and buy the stuff, <laughs> you know, which is <laughs> actually policy. not a bad Good idea. Policy. You know, you take the crisp aisle and make it that it's th education. You know. the thing is, though, it's education. None of this is going to work. No. It's just, it's just for virtue signal. It is. Oh, obesity, got to sort it out. Here's the government. Here's the instructions. Nobody will but pay needs, any attention to it at all. But this is why all. it needs to work, you know? But and it won't. Growing up, kids are taught, don't take drugs, don't smoke cigarettes. And either. actually, well, no, it has. Look, rates of tobacco uptake are lower than they've ever been for yeah, a long time. Yeah, but they're all smoking dope instead. 
Well, you know, it makes for a more calm society during lockdown. You say that, but unfortunately people seem to be stabbing one another over the turf wars about who sells it. This seems to be a ground zero of just anti-public health campaigning. And I think when it comes to the nation's diet, we need to do something. Oh, yeah, PHE. They can go. They can go. They can jog on. I'm with you. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Public calm England is what they should be called. Useless in a crisis. I mean, President Cameron accepted because you were a politician. Politicians, by and large, have ridiculously useless lives. Most of them don't know anything. They haven't been anywhere. Most of the people, uh, you know, who sit in the cabinet don't actually know what ordinary people do. No. They don't know what they think. They don't know where they go on holiday. They don't know anything about them. You know, so the idea that they're going to say, now, look here, uh, you're going to stop eating that horrible cereal, aren't you? You know, people are going to go, no, I'm going to keep eating it. Thanks but very I much think indeed. I don't have any time for you. If people understood to make their own autonomous decision on what eating the awful cereal is going to do, if they actually understood, because frankly, people out there They'd don't. They still eat it. They don't. They would. I mean, I know that. If you don't put your seatbelt on and yeah. then you smash into a lorry on the M5 and end up through a windscreen, be it on your own head or yeah, lack but, of head, as the case would be. Millions of people will not pay a blind bit of no. attention to this. I mean, I think Maybe, most people know that if they eat a doner kebab every single day of their life, it won't be very good good for them they'll get very fat not, so that's why actually, they don't do it actually do you know what if you ate a doner kebab every single day of your life um with a bit of salad you'd probably be okay you if you're washing it down with a big can of coca-cola or a bottle of claret that's the problem yeah so this is what i'm saying it's actually, the actual dietary advice i always have a bottle of claret self that's wrong which is for, for too many decades now imposed upon us this low-fat diet which happens to be in high in sugar yeah. and if you look at the way that the body metabolizes we need natural fats donna kebab isn't what i would call not really good natural. quality it's natural. Not it's natural it's not like, not like smoked mackerel fat. and avocado but it's the sugar intake that's really hurting us. And that is the problem. And that's where big food are lobbying so hard because to make their low-fat products, they have to put about eight teaspoons of sugar yeah, in. If you exactly. read the back of packets, but, it's, but, it's but, killing us. But another fear in this arena is, you know, I take your point, you know, it's better for the population to be healthy. But well, this is another area where the government is attacking commercialism. It's attacking companies trying to make money. Yeah. And in these current circumstances, we shouldn't, this isn't the right time to tell uh, cereal producers do this and to right. stop well, advertising. Well, it's, it's not, not the, the right, right time, time to do right, it. it right because time. people will lose their no, jobs. It is the right time. So we've had a massive global public health crisis, which has exposed obesity as the main comorbidity yeah, risk factor. We haven't got true. any money. That's no. not true. They don't know that obesity has got anything to do with yes, it. Yes, they no, do. No, they don't. They the said, empirical data no, basically weighs The up. empirical data says that 1.6 to 1 uh, would be the situation where obese people who are morbidly obese, not just fat, morbidly obese people who have died of coronavirus. 1.6 to 1. It's not exactly a landslide, is but it? But I think if you look at... No, you have to look at the comorbidities created by metabolic involved. syndrome. There's and that's usually, you look, You can have really bad metabolic syndrome as a result of poor diet and actually be really thin. So I do think that what we put into our great, bodies... By the way, a great way not to get coronavirus is to take up heavy smoking. This is Statistically, it's a Or fact. not to go out at all. Anyway, yeah. may I remind you that this is a short show. We haven't got all day. I know. And we haven't <laughs> even got past... 
last one nomination your, yet. You, you can know, get off got, your health you know, food bandwagon. Off, I mean, I didn't realise you turned into some kind of maniac since the last time I saw you. <laughs> saying, wicks, you didn't tell me she was a communist. I mean, you know, this is what happens when you go down to Gloucester and sit out there for a while. Now, uh, you don't agree with him about David Hockney, do you? No, so David Hockney's my plank and he was your hero. Just because here's the man who injected heroin into his eyeballs. He probably didn't, so that's libelous and, you know, whatever. I don't think you bothered that. Maybe he did stuff. He did stuff and produced sort of, you know, semi-adequate, not particularly technically rendered paintings that sold really well. And now he's coming out saying to everyone, everyone should take up heavy smoking. Everyone should, you know. Well, he's not quite saying well, that. Well, I mean, he hasn't he, exactly had a bad life. No, he didn't say that. Well, the, the, his letter to the Telegraph concluded, uh, you, you, you're telling us uh, uh, that if you stop smoke, if you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't eat unhealthy food like che cheese and meat, red meat, uh, you'll live to 104. But what kind of a life is that? Now, I agree partially in that. Cheese and red meat are very good for you. Keep those in, by the way. If we're going to have the is Alex it? diet lesson as a thread through this, that one stays. I thought cheese but was bad for your cholesterol. But I don't no, want to get back on the food wrong. conversation. It's the natural fat he stands for freedom sugars. of choice. He stands, these are not illegal. I agree. If, if, you, if you want to uh, smoke, drink, uh, eat unhealthy food, it's not illegal. That's what he stands for, the ability to yeah. be able to but do what you want is, to do. Who is this geezer sitting by his, probably painting his well, swimming pool? he's had a pretty pool. good life and he smoked well, all his life, life and he's still yeah, healthy, but he's still alive. Um, but great, you know, he's earned buckets of money. And he's contributed an awful lot, actually, to the, the, the joy of our general uh, In society. What, what's he's joy? painted some lovely paintings really? that you can go and look. You don't have to like his paintings. He's the greatest living Englishman who doesn't useful. live in England. He's far well, more that, useful. Again, it's a bit like Sean Connery from his SNP Towers in the Hollywood Hills <laughs> throwing in his two-bit. I'm like, come on, hawkers, just fax over some latest work for some yeah, but, sort but of, I don't you know, know what you're criticising him for. He's just saying that sentient adults... He doesn't need to send... Mind his own business. If he's wading in, throwing in his two-bit, well, it's Boris mind his own business then. Boris is get sticking his nose into everybody else's. He's a prime minister. Business. He can't mind his own business. That's not his job. No, his job is to run the country, not to run my life or yours or his. the biggest impact on the NHS is the obesity crisis? Oh, don't go on about the NHS. <laughs> protect the NHS. Yeah. Well, no, don't, don't get Do you know what, what, I'm not, I'm not a, sick of protecting the, the NHS. Yeah. I mean, what the more NHS, important things to do in my life the NHS is for treating sick people, right? If you do away with sick people, presumably just do away with the NHS, defund it like you defund the police. You won't need it. Because they're going to be so healthy that there won't be anybody to this, treat. This whole thing is like saying, don't get sick because it will cause yeah. problems for the NHS. Right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But that's the point. Look, I'm that with you is on the that. point. I am with you on that. that right, I'm going to move on now because I'm sick <laughs> to death of this uh, arguing about uh, health and nonsense. Omid Scobie who I must admit I hadn't heard uh, of until about a week ago. Sounds like a cartoon uh, character. I was going to say, he sounds, like, sounds like a mutation well, in, Sco <laughs> in, in Scotland, they've got a phrase saying, you haven't got a Scooby. Um, <laughs> and this guy doesn't have a Scooby either. And he's apparently Scottish and Iranian, half and half, right? Um, I've never, I don't think I've ever come across somebody who is both Scottish and Iranian. Um, he's apparently the royal correspondent for Harper's Magazine, uh, which I don't think I've ever read. Uh, he's also apparently the correspondent on royal business for ABC television in America. Mm -hmm. What he did apparently when he was interviewed by the Times, he's written, he's co-written this book called yeah. Finding Freedom, which is the most ridiculous he's title. He's lost his birth certificate. Right? Well, apparently he's lost his birth certificate. <laughs> he told the Times that he was six years younger than he actually he's is. 39, he's only yeah. 33 when he's 39. He's a very odd looking guy. I don't know. He looks like a him. waxwork. <laughs> he's got a very odd looking face. Um, and it's just, he just, he looks like if somebody <laughs> was to, to somebody was to invent a kind of, um, I don't know, sort of sex doll. This guy, <laughs> this guy would have the face of a sex doll. I mean, it's very strange, right? I'll show it to you. And, um, Is he like the melted Madame Tussauds yeah, version kind of, of a human? Yeah, very, very smooth skin, 
You know, just very uh, weird looking. I think Keir Starmer looks a bit waxy. He does a bit. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's even stranger looking at Keir Starmer, to be fair. But anyway, this book, Finding Freedom, right? Um, he's admitted uh, to, to various interviewees uh, that uh, neither Harry or Meghan actually uh, were interviewed for the book. But the book is full of stuff. <laughs> the book is full of stuff. <laughs> sure, the, they the were. Bo- the, book of, the, the book is full of stuff that only they could have known about, yeah, right? And, and, of course, they haven't in any way denied any of it. And normally what they do is they sue everybody who's written anything about them that they think is an invasion of their privacy. Apparently they don't think this is an invasion of their privacy. So, I mean, he's probably going to make quite a lot of money out of oh, it, this yeah. guy. Yeah, I, but, I mean, yeah. he's, first of all, he's a plank for being a friend of Meghan Markle's because, I mean, <laughs> everybody, knows how, everybody, yeah. everybody <laughs> knows how that ends. Everybody everybody knows how that ends. That's about know. as prankish as it gets. In a, couple, in a couple of years, he'll ring her and she'll have changed her number and she'll have moved on and she <laughs> won't be using him anymore because she's got what she wanted. But it is a really ridiculous... Um, I mean, I'm not even putting Harry and Meghan in it this week. I'm just putting this guy... Do you, know, do you know what uh, astonishes me about this debate going on around this ludicrous book, this hagiography mm. right now, is all the media discussing, well, did they talk to them or not? They say that they didn't, and Harry and Meghan say that they did. <laughs> of course they damn well, well did. Well, it's either that or, be they, so ridiculous. or they... Or, I'm, I'm out of steam with Harry and Meghan now. It's just the same old, same old. She's going to bob up in front of a white wall, you know, squeezing his testes, a gun behind his head, <laughs> and he's going to be like, we must do our best yeah. to tackle injustice. Mm. And we're just going to be place. like, oh, do you Gotta know make what? make the world a better place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't wait. I can't wait for them to be called it, to look, the witness box against two. Associated Newspapers. Yeah. Well, well, that's going to be a great case. But mm. the, 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 the thing about those two is, OK, the coronavirus crisis lockdown in L.A. And has caused them all sorts of problems. But their move to America so far has been an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> They have not made a damn penny. Uh, uh, They have been at the centre of uh, scandal or or disaster after disaster. As you say, Mm. the suing of the Mail on Sunday is mad. Let's They're suing the sky sky because someone unknown flew a drone above their Hollywood mansion. Apparently they're quite surprised that there's paparazzi in in Hollywood because they didn't know there were any. If you don't want, if you want privacy and you're famous, it's the place to go. Isn't it? Honestly. They are are just a a caricature of themselves at this point. It is ridiculous. But it's Ovid Ovid Scabies. Covid Scabies. Covid Scabies. Covid Scabies, the sex doll. Um, is he a plank? Because I've never heard of him. He had a job oh, which isn't a, a real job, did he? You know, writing about royals. Well, I don't even it's not know what like, Harper's you know, life. I mean, I never remember Harper's the man queen. Is now, the man is now going to make loads of money. So I don't think that's plankish. I think that's beautiful yeah, but, exploitative. Yeah, no, no, he's, he's shown the, he's shown the metal of his You need to read ingenuity. some of his statements. He's yeah. a plank. He's definitely, <laughs> no, definitely no question. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right, Kevin, number two for you. Uh, I want to say uh, uh, Cycling Mikey. Oh, yes. Uh, his real name, I think, is Mike Van Erp. He's the guy. Van Erp. Yeah, That's a great Mike name. Van, Van Twerp. Van Herpes, Van as we've had Ma- uh, COVID babies. Mike Van Twerp, Mike Van Herpes is better. <laughs> I've been you. beaten again on the joke front. Um, <laughs> uh, he's the uh, little snivelling sneak who saw uh, film director Guy Ritchie in his car yeah. in a stationary in traffic, a traffic jam, jam yeah. texting. OK, you're not supposed to do yeah. that. No, I'm not even and sure he, he was texting. Well, he was looking at, his, looking phone. at his phone. Gosh. Uh, Mike Van Twerp took his picture, right. uh, reported him to the police and got him nicked and he's now banned from but driving. But also then uh, put out a sort of running commentary video of what he was doing. Yeah. Right? Then it turns out he's got a website where he's got loads of these people on That's there. That's what he does. That's what he full-time does. His, his full-time occupation is basically driving around <laughs> in London taking pictures of people well, and, re- and shopping them on his website. I, just, I feel Sorry. there's got to be some karmic poetic justice, that he's going to be doing this. He's going to be going down, you know, Park Lane mm. or something with right. his old phone out in between the cars looking and someone's going to be so distracted by their phone they're just going to open the car door <laughs> well, and he'll be gone. I mean, I do fear for cycling Mikey or whatever he calls himself, there will be some... One day someone's going to flare up against him. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but as somebody's pointed out to me on Twitter, that's what he wants. But it's another one of these, he, you know, mind your own business but, stories. Well, isn't exactly. It? You know, this is. Stay out. When, of it. And there are loads of them doing this. And they've got like a league table. Cycling Mike is at the top about how many. How well, much you see all these guys with the fines they've been responsible for. for cycling you see Mike them with the cameras up, on the top yeah, of the helmet. Cycling Mike is up around 400,000 quid. And they're proud of all this. And uh, so, uh, you know, my proposition is that we're turning into a nation of nasty little sneaks mm. everybody says oh what about all the people that get killed by psych by people who text on it's there's no equivalence no. of that that's a ludicrous comparison and uh, I, I worry about people like this and, and this is the reason I worry is when you find self-righteous citizens are going round appointing themselves as law enforcing yep. agents mm-hmm. of the state mm-hmm. then you are living in a totalitarian like society you've got put that to, mask on mm-hmm. or you're, you're, it's what you're happened kill in everybody. Nazi Germany yeah, I know. Yeah. what happens in China to this day in yeah. Myanmar oh, there are real. little sneaks telling the government about people who are not conforming yeah. that's what cycling so might be definitely Mike Herpes because Mike you know, Herpes this innocuous invisible Mike, you are a plank. disease. Yeah. No, that, he sounds that's dreadful. Good, he he really sounds dreadful. Horrible, I don't, don't care for him. Who's your number two? Oh, it pains me. Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Why but, does it pain you? Well, I'm such a big Formula One addict and I don't like throwing my peoples under the bus. But yeah. I'm a, I'm he, a, has, he has I'm made a the list fan. a few times already this year. Yeah, I'm a Vettel <laughs> fan anyway. Yeah. Until Vettel started taking the knee and I'm like, you know, we've been fantasy married in my head since 2008 <laughs> and we're having to talk divorce papers <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of that. They're not all taking the but knee. They make you support somebody who's not taking the knee. Now, fewer them didn't and now he's throwing his toys at the pan because some of them didn't. And what I'm, and he, of course, he's done this anti-vaxxing thing 
thing on Instagram. Oh, has he? Yeah, he did some sort of Bill Gates conspiracies, trying to put microchips in people's shed something. Oh, what, is he, now is he's he one of those? This is where. Yeah, exactly. This is the trope. But this is where people who aren't involved in politics, who are brilliant and talented and respected and admired and loved in their own capacity, somehow start delving into social interference in politics and get it wrong. And what annoys me is actually, I think Hamilton is, I doubt he is one of the best drivers that's ever been created, ever. You can put him in a combine harvester and he would be mid-grid. The guy is a real talent and he is grafted for it. He didn't come from opportunity like so many racing drivers do. I actually think there's so much amazing about him. He's a great spokesman. I think that he's someone that everyone can look up to. I really do. I'm I'm not his number one fan. He he maybe used to be somebody that people looked up to. Right. Now he's lost. And what annoys me is this whole BLM stuff. He's gone in all in without looking at the small print of Mm. that organization, as a lot of people have done. And that organization is dangerous. Yeah, 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 yeah. The cricket board, all of them. And um, he's gone in all in without looking at the small print. And now he's set up the Hamilton, Hamilton Foundation to get um, kids from diverse backgrounds into motorsport. I agree with the Hamilton well, there's Foundation. Wrong with that, though, is no, there? no. My question is hold on, why weren't you doing this anyway? Yeah, yeah. As someone who's been through it and as someone in privilege, why weren't you quietly pushing and doing this without suddenly wearing a T-shirt and getting on one knee and doing the whole fist in the air thing? And having thing. the old ch- chain around his neck. And, and then, yeah, and at the same time I pointing at other drivers. I thought you were going to nominate him outfit he was wearing the other day. The hair thing. needs a rethink and yeah. the, the clothing's not my well, aesthetic. You know, but well, the best, one of the best tweets I saw was somebody comparing him to, uh, to Zoolander. You know, who actually dressed like that in Zoolander, and he suddenly found the same idea and oh. dressed like it. I mean, he is, but he is definitely planking. planking. He's, it's, uh, it upsets me because he is the greatest racing driver that Britain's ever produced, basically. I mean, look, I love the Clarks and the, the Mosses and the Mansells um, and the Hunts, but Hamilton is, whether you look at historically the romanticism of these great drivers or not, Hamilton's exceptional. He's next level. And it just upsets me because Britain should be looking at this guy going, yes, lad, yes, lad, and yes for being the first black driver. I think that is a real historic achievement and an amazing thing. Mm. And he's ruining it. He's ruining his own credibility. And I'm sorry, Lewis, but... Yeah. I I I think the problem with people like Lewis Hamilton, give him some sympathy. He has sort of triumphed in a white world. Uh, but they, it, he's fed, he's bought into this ludicrous notion that silence is violence. So that all of his white compatriots, the, his white rivals, you know, they have never spoken up about racism. Therefore, they're racist. It, it, silence is not violence. Mostly, it's just complete, uh, you know... People don't care that much. It's, it's indifferent. Well, actually, we can't, it's, it's, can't it's indifference. If, Silence is indifference. The problem is they want both ways. If, if you or I were to turn around and go, we need to do this to tackle racism, mm. it's like, well, white people don't get an opinion yeah, yeah. on that. That's, that's so, the point. Silence is indifference. That's the point. Well, and, I mean, and that's where he, he's being vituperative towards people who don't deserve it. But the silent majority now is starting to get a bit fed up with all of this nonsense, aren't they? Because people do generally not feel particularly strongly about most things. Yeah. Most people don't have anything exactly. to say they've about got, lots of stuff. They've got better things you to know, worry but about. Most exactly. people, but the problem is most people don't know what they can say. It's that minefield of what you're allowed to say. Yeah, but say. there's quite a lot of people who don't have anything to say as well. Oh, true. There's you also, know. And actually, people rubbed along more than happily. Um, I'm not saying there weren't problems, but the biggest issue we have right now is, you know, we're not rubbing along because we're not... Out there in the world, we're because sitting the there doing is this going nowhere. That's the problem. Yeah. So be, being told that you know you're not allowed to be apathetic, you're not allowed to be indifferent, is another 
uh, attack on our freedom. Yeah. We yeah. are allowed to be apathetic yeah. and indifferent. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much. You're allowed not to believe in something yeah. if you don't, so, uh, if you Lewis, don't believe in it. Silence isn't violence. Silence is not violence. Peter Tatchell is my second nominee. Uh, he put out a tweet this week uh, where he says, is it right that black and Asian Britons are barred from being the UK's head of state for the foreseeable future? And he attached uh, to his tweet a picture of the royal family complaining that basically they're all white. Um, <laughs> there's no reference to Meghan Markle. Now but that of Meghan's course, gone. You know, um, he then attaches, bizarrely, an article that he wrote for The Guardian, but in 2009, because he basically wrote a piece saying that, you know, if you're celebrating the fact that Barack Obama has been elected as the first black president, you must also condemn the royal family. So 11 years later, he doesn't appear to be having much luck because nobody is in fact condemning the royal family for being white. And I mean, this is a, sort of an agenda uh, and a rejoinder to what you were saying about Lewis Hamilton, that, you know, just because the royal family is white, apparently that's a bad thing. Yeah. Well, you know, they're all related to people from Europe. Um, you know, it may well be that in time uh, there will be somebody else who marries into the royal family and they have a child who turns out to be a mixed race child like Harry and Meghan's uh, son, Archie, who doesn't have any mates, apparently. And, um, uh, you <laughs> know, like his parents. Yeah, a bit like his well, parents. Well, they're setting him up to be a ginger. It's yeah, fine. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, it may well be that there will suddenly be somebody from a, a different ethnic well, background who becomes the king of England. But Bring back the divine why light does of kings. Care? Well, but we, 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 you know, we're treading on eggshells, no doubt here. But what tends to happen in a predominantly white country is that white people end up getting the positions of power. I haven't seen too many white leaders uh, in black Africa. There's no white king of the Ashanti region, exactly, I can tell you that exactly. much. No, They're no. Not that white, you know, white but, then, but then the solution to this, of course, is that to bring back all that mythology of um, the divine right of kings and have running battles in Bosworth on horseback. Mm. I mean, we've got nothing else to do Might at the moment. Well. I could do with a bit there of a nice sort of as long as there's no crown battlefield duel. It. It'd as have as to be your health and safety. Yeah, you couldn't have a crown. Masks. No, you'd have to wear... Jousting outfits jousting are pretty outfits good for... Um, and absolutely no audience whatsoever. I think they're PHE compliant jousting yeah, outfits. I'm sure they probably And also are. social distancing with those long sticks. With the big lances, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. right. So your third one, Kevin. Uh, my third one, I was torn uh, because obviously you can do these guys every week, but would I choose uh, Jeremy Corbyn for his outrageous repetition of the libel against yeah. the whistleblowers of the Labour Party who spoke out on Panorama against anti-Semitism? Uh, who are now and, and then slammed his own party leader, Keir Starmer, mm. for his disappointing political decision, uh, insisting that they would have won the case to, against these uh, oh, yeah. whistleblowers. Uh, actually, Jeremy, they wouldn't. I suspect uh, that he actually doesn't understand the libel laws like he doesn't understand. A he whole doesn't lot understand of much, does he? Uh, but, but who I've chosen instead of good old fa old planky favourite Jeremy planky is a planky favourite, says Keir Starmer, for not throwing him out yep. of the party. Don't tell me, Mr. Car Mr. Starmer, or Sir Keir, as you're so uh, egalitarianly called, um, that you are taking a stand against anti-Semitism, that you are drawing a line under anti-Semitism when you're doing nothing about this senior, uh, very influential member of your party mm. who is standing up to what you're doing and saying, I insist on the right to say that these uh, decent people who blew the whistle about anti-Semitism in, in your rancid party uh, were in fact bitter, and twisted uh, employees trying to get their own back. Uh, and also, of course, uh, John Ware, the, uh, the very respected in investigative journalist who 
presented that program and researched it. He's sued successfully yeah. as well. They've all been apologised to unreservedly by the Labour Party. They've got £500,000 worth of damages uh, and Jeremy Corbyn is not having it. And for that, I think Keir Starmer should throw him out of the party to show the Jewish community that he really is going to stop anti-Semitism. And also that it yeah. really is the end of yeah. that particular exactly. period of time. If he doesn't the do trouble it, with Keir Starmer is he was in the, the, the shadow cabinet mm. that Jeremy Corbyn yeah. was in charge yeah. of. Yeah. Well, the, well, that's his yeah, problem. But the other thing of Keir Starmer is he's doing what Theresa May did initially. In the shadow cabinet, he had opinions on things, you know, especially on Brexit. I remember yeah. them. Um, yeah, but now he's, now he's now he's leader. Now he's leader. You can't <laughs> pin a single position or opinion on him. Right. He's he's like this amorphous. One minute he's on a knee about Black Lives Matter, then he's saying people don't have to do it, and he's just this amorphous yeah. non-entity. And this is what Theresa May did quite successfully at the beginning of her premiership. Mm. So you could project <laughs> onto her whatever you wanted. Yeah. And because we've had Jeremy Corbyn, and the newspapers need a narrative, and you know, right-wing hegemony is not that interesting to them. What they're doing is saying, oh well for the first time in a long time, we've got a real good opposition leader. We've got this man who people oh, are taking... So I'm like, he doesn't do anything. He, hasn't done he anything is either. a waxwork. No, he he really does nothing. Yeah. When I asked the question a, a couple of weeks ago, can anybody actually tell me what he's done? What does he believe One in? One thing that he's done, and what does he believe what in? Does yeah, he we're know? talking what about si for, for Keir, silence isn't violence, it's a way of life. Yeah, right. <laughs> He never says anything no. on anything. No. But yeah. he has tried, in fairness to him, to be fairly forthright about anti-Semitism because he realises it was the scourge, one of the main scourges or a serious scourge mm. that ruined them at the election. So he's trying to sort that out. But he's, you're right to but say... But he's not trying to sort it no. out. No, because that's what he does. No, because you're right to say, you know, as well as Jerry Corbyn is still a member of the Labour Party They've got Parliament. a problem. They've we got a problem. They've got a problem. We had to What have we got with Starmer? Starmer, mm. it's just karma. Yeah, so... so, so Very good. So, Keir... <laughs> Keir, throw Jeremy out of the party yeah. and you're not a plank. But since you haven't done it, you are you a are. plank. Well, you won't come as any great surprise to you that he was in last week as well for wearing that visor while sitting outside uh, about two metres away from everybody else around a, a pub picnic table uh, who, who were also all wearing visors. And you're kind of going, what's wrong with you? No, he, you're no, outside. What you don't understand you're not near anyone. Is he'd just been paintballing and he'd seen yeah. that terrible episode of Biker Grove, you know, with the blindness, and yeah. he was taking the necessary precautions Absolutely. and then stopped by for a picnic. He pint does look afterwards. like a man that takes a lot of precautions. What's, who's your final one then? Well, Wiley, obviously. No, he hasn't come up yet. Yes. <laughs> What was that? No, what right. was it? It just I came think, out of I nowhere. I think it might have been what can only be described I mean, as... Um, I know this guy from singing... A substance a, abuse moment for him. something, just, you know, yeah. He, he came... I, I remember him singing a song about Rolexes, I think, back in the day. But he's I, not... I admit, I'd never heard of him. He's not in my catalogue on Grime Spotify. Grime is not my thing, really. He's, he's not on my catalogue on Spotify. But um, I did know of his existence. Then it was just... It, he couldn't stop, could he? It's like Apparently packet still Pringles. Going. It opened and off he went. Going. Apparently still going. <laughs> what, quietly by well, himself, no, no, steam no, coming no, off the, the keyboard. Like, Stream oh, of anti-Semitism. No, because he's been banned from Twitter for seven days, he's now on Facebook doing it. But what? So he hasn't actually stopped. I mean, so the idea that he's somehow contrite. He's you know not. What? I think we need to send him to that ranch where Kanye West is and just yeah, right. round them all up together. I just, I, I think he's a good choice, but I do think he's just literally beneath contempt. Yeah. Uh, fr frankly, he's he's frankly, an overgrown child yeah. trying to yeah. act in dreadful. an adult trying world. Trying to get and not, yeah, 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 not really getting attention seeking. No. Pathetic. No, you know. exactly Pathetic. right. I mean, you could have had Twitter as well for keeping the stuff up there for such a long time. Yeah. Taking so long to actually take it all down. Because lots of people are still, even I think as we speak, doing that 48 hours mm. 
uh, off Twitter as a, as, a, mm -hmm. as a demonstration of how unhappy they are. Yeah. So, um, but that's a very good one. I'm glad you put him in. Chris Whitty's going to be my final oh, one, the yes. chief medical officer, because apparently it was his idea to reintroduce the quarantine Spain for Spain. And apparently, according ten to... People. Uh, ten people apparently came back from yeah. Spain. There's 600,000 people there, right, from Britain. <laughs> 600,000. Now, I, I'm, I can't even work out what percentage... 10 is of 600,000, but it's not very much. It's, we, we've missed, it's, it's really not very we've much. We've missed the funniest story of the week in all of this. Uh, the funniest story of the week is what, Chris Grant Whitty. Shapps. Yes. Grant Shapps. Yes. Well, people who it's are less, so people who are less uh, unkind than us have said that, well, of course, Grant Shapps knew uh, that uh, this was coming. And uh, obviously, I mean, Kevin and I were talking about this earlier, and obviously Mrs. Shapps has put the boot we down, Mrs. obviously, Shapps, on him he and did said, know, look, we're Mrs. going. Shapps says we're I don't going care on what you say. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, but what's so hilarious, I see it like this sketch from the thick of it where, you know, Chris Whitty phones up 10 Downing Street comms team and says, right, people are coming back from Spain, coronavirus out of control, we need to stop them, we need to quarantine them. And they're like, oh my gosh, we've been on the back foot, everyone's saying we went into lockdown too late, we've got to be on the front mm. foot with this one, decisive conviction action, right, we're going to cancel the air bridge, let's get Grant on, on, on Zoom. Grant, where are you? Can you come and do a conference? Well, where are you, lad? <laughs> But I'm in Spain. I'm in Spain. <laughs> right. But it is, but it's you, you know, the, the witty, uh, or talking about, you know, 10 people coming back out of 600,000. Yeah. These are the vanishingly small statistics we're all dealing with. So there was a time uh, when it looked quite worrying, 1,000 people a day in this country dying from coronavirus. Now, over the last week, a whole week, 192. Two Mondays ago, 11 people out of a population yeah. of 67 million. Yeah. And for this, we're in a state of paralysis and it's eternal insane. fear. It's crazy. Wait, it's learned? crazy. Chris Whitty yeah. has got to shut up. Well, Chris, I mean, Whitty needs, Chris Whitty needs to go the same way as old Neil Pope. I call him a big head, but also, he's got a really small head. It's obvious, no it's obvious as well yeah. that, that Chris Whitty has been driving an awful lot of this kind of, you know, he was the one that said that we shouldn't lift lockdown. He was the one that said we shouldn't yeah. be allowing yeah. people to open pubs. We shouldn't but, be going back to restaurants. I mean, this guy obviously doesn't want to see the end of this because maybe he's like, out of a job. But when yeah. you just look at him, like when you summon him to mind and picture that sort of like, you know, gangly, eyebrow-less, yeah. bold, you know, affable-looking Muppet. Muppet, he looks like someone who'd wet himself at the sight of his own <laughs> shadow. <laughs> Do you know what well, I mean? Well, I can only assume like, that he doesn't go out very much because, you know, he's so terrified. But he only of, goes you know, out with a hazmat suit on. Yeah. But it does, it does boil down to the old Thatcher phrase, wasn't it, you know, that... Uh, uh, advisors advise and ministers decide. Yeah. What's happening, Chris Whitty, uh, after three months of every single thing he said being obeyed and acted Guided on by the government, yeah, yeah. is now acting like I'm the one who decides. Yeah. So he ordered uh, Boris to shut down Spain. Does that not come down to the government doing this guided by the science, guided by the science, guided, which is just the yeah, biggest get-out clause get for not governing? But also, that's, that's, right? that's when and my argument would be, don't be guided by the science, use science. Yeah, but you let's know, test people, let's track people, yeah. let's trace people, let's actually use empirical stuff yeah. Don't be guided by science. Use it, for God's sakes, because all we've done is say, well, some people in some secret room somewhere have suggested we should do this. Yeah. Have we actually done a single thing right. other than Oxford University with a yeah. vaccine? Have we done a single thing to actually use science? Yeah. Yeah. Had the app, which was rubbish. Yeah, but that guided you know. by the science is when the public inquiry comes down the line, you're on your own, Poor scientists. Yeah, yeah. It's not my fault, it's right. your oh, well. fault. We're, gonna, we're gonna, all going to have to like, make a human shield wait. around Whitty, yeah, bring him wait. in and protect Can you him. I mean, it'd be, it'd be the Chilcot inquiry, it was just deadly dull. And nothing ever comes out of them anyway. No, no, nothing will ever come out. We should anyway, do. listen, we're, out, we're running swiftly out of time here, so we need to get on uh, with our final three. 
So, um, Alex, why don't you pick your favourite one of Kevin's three oh, that, so no. that we get down to one? I'm, the one that's exercised me the most is um, Herpes Mike and his bicycle. Yes. I don't know. It just really that bothers me. Yeah, Bicycle Mikey. That's definitely a good one. Uh, so uh, you should then choose mine, I guess, and then I'll choose Alex's. Uh, I'm going to choose out of yours, uh, I think... Chris Whitty. It's got to be Chris mm-hmm. Whitty, hasn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And what were your three again? You had... Um, I had Wiley, Lewis Hamilton and... And Hockney. Hockney, yeah. See, well, you ain't going to choose Hockney, are I'm you? I'm not going to choose Hockney, no. Done, gone, done. I think it'll have to be Wiley. I think it'll have to be Wiley. <laughs> he's got to be He's got to be in the top he's three. He's not very Wiley, is I don't think he's going to... Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we should make him the winner, but we should make him number three. How are you guys feeling about making <laughs> him number three? Sure. So that means it's between Mikey, the plank... Bicycle Mikey and Chris Whitty. Uh, sorry, I'm going Whitty. I would go Whitty. I think it's I think it's the I think it's the cyclist, but I'm, I, I hate that cyclist I, though. Yeah, well, oh. okay, so he's the prank of the week. No, then. because no, because you know I wanted to go on Ollie Bob's right, and Whitty okay. stopped that. Can, so. can we give him a sort of com- uh, well, highly it'll be, commended? Well, it'll be number two. <laughs> Well, it'll, it'll be number two. Yeah, highly so recommended second. That's pretty yeah. good for, for first-time no, 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 entry into the Blanks list. No, I mean, Witty will probably be in it again. Witty's more important. I, I think yeah. Chris Witty is Plank of the yeah. Week, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, guys. So there you are, Chris Witty. You've finally done something right. You've actually won Plank of the Week. Well done to you. Um, absolutely ridiculous decision-making. Uh, we look forward to more of it coming soon. Kevin, Alex, thank you very much indeed. Uh, that's Plank of the Week. Don't forget, subscribe to YouTube, watch what, what we're doing, and uh, like it, please, and we'll see you next week.